everyone and welcome to the NARSA Weekly Update for the week commencing Monday the 23rd of August 2021. It's Gary Gillen here and I'm your host for this week's edition as normal and I hope after two solid results for our team that we're all doing a little bit better than we were this time last week. I wonder, I wonder if this season is going to be a little bit topsy-turvy like the start has been or whether whatever post-55 celebration hangover that's blighted us at Dundee United and, and the two games against Malmo has finally been shaken off and the Real Rangers from last season is closer to being back. I, I wouldn't say for sure that we're back-back yet, but I can't honestly say that I'm enjoying the roller coaster too much, to be honest, but it's certainly... Is, is entertaining, if, if uh, nothing else. You know, we don't really know what we're going to get each time the team takes to the pitch, as it were. So, on to our game segment for this... Actually, no. Sorry, on to the what Gaz got wrong last week. I almost forgot that, and then I was going to get that part wrong. <laughs> I didn't receive any feedback from anyone that I made a mess of anything significant last week. I did get accused yesterday by Andy Carey of saying perspective about half a dozen times last week. I don't listen back, so I don't know if I did or not. But uh, no one even commented on my impassioned little bit of self-therapy that I did at the end. So I'm going to take that as a win for this last week here. I did receive some commentary on my thoughts of the Charles Green interview, but that was more of a conversation rather than critique. So I'm going to suggest that it means that I was flawless last week, unlike my dodgy start to this week. On to our game segment for this week, we did have two games in two different competitions again this past week, starting with our home leg in the Europa League playoff round on Thursday past there against the FC Alash, Alashkert, Alashkert, I'm probably murdering that, I know I said that last week as well, where we at least mixed it up a wee bit and instead of playing absolute garbage, in the second half, we decided to do that for almost the entire first half. And this was compounded by the most naive red cards for two silly bookable offences, especially the second one, from John Lundstrom, who just isn't doing the business for us yet. He looks sluggish, he looks unfit, he looks overweight, and um, I think it's fair to say that he didn't do himself any any favours and, and certainly didn't do the team any favours by his display and the red card uh, leading up to, um, or his display leading up to the red card, I should say. And that left us with a big mountain to climb in the second half and the climb it we did with a superb ball from Tavernier to Alfredo Morelos, who I think looked like he thought he was offside and he just kind of picked a spot. I thought he was just going to wait till the defender was right on top of him before he actually had a shot, but expertly picked his spot through the goalkeeper's legs with pinpoint accuracy, a brilliant goal. Calvin Bassey had another very, very strong display. Scott Wright did what Scott Wright does and adds a level of directness and excitement every single time he's on the pitch. And Yanis Hadji was like a man possessed the whole night. He just loves those big European nights. 1-0 was the least we deserved. And on another night, uh, we'd have had one, maybe two more to, to add to, to the goal, the single goal that we did get. Alashka didn't have one single shot and goal. And hopefully that's similar to what I'll be saying this time next week. And, and we'll see how that goes. I mentioned last week that I hadn't heard of this team at all, which I hoped would be meaningful in terms of our ability to dominate them and get a very healthy score taken over there. But I was, I reminded myself during the game that this is the final stage of qualification for the Europa League 
group stages. So the chances are that there genuinely are no real bad teams, bad in inverted commas here. So we take a slender lead over to Armenia and hopefully we do the business to get ourselves back into the group stages for the fourth year running and, and get going on that. We also return to league action for the first time in, in a wee while with an away game at Ross County on Sunday and ran out 4-2 winners in a bit of a topsy-turvy game where we twice lost a goal while we were at the time enjoying a two-goal cushion, only to stretch out a little bit towards the, the middle of the second half and then towards the end as well. We had goals from the very impressive Joe Aribo, Connor Goldson, Alfredo Morelos and Scotty Arfield chipped in at the end. I thought it was a better performance and likely our best league performance of the season, of the campaign thus far, I think. We looked threatening... To me, we looked threatening on every single attack, which was a pleasant change. And I'm starting to think that the team are maybe finding their feet now, as I mentioned in the intro. And and I truly hope that's the case. And I think Thursday's gritty display and win, you know, with the odds stacked against us, certainly has helped us, you know, with a bit of shared, a shared positive experience, helping the team to breed, you know, hopefully a little bit more confidence and camaraderie which is is great news leading into this crucial week for us so on to this week we do have two very important games the first is the aforementioned Europa League qualifier away to FC Alishkert and it's an 11am Eastern Standard Time kickoff that's 4pm UK kickoff so please note the funky time for this one folks I don't I know I don't have to say it this is a, a must uh, when you know we, we must get through this tie and get into to European football at Ibrox again in the group stages so I'll be keeping everything crossed again in the hope that we do what we need to do to get the result we need to get to take us a step closer to the final in Seville in May just prior to Narsa 2022 in Las Vegas the second game is another home league match against that mob from the east end of Glasgow this coming Sunday with a kickoff at 7am Eastern Standard Time. Note, a very early one for us and for everyone in, in North America. For this, it's, it's 5am for us here in Calgary. And the last time we played that mob at home was back in early May, where we ran out emphatic 4-1 winners with goals, two goals actually from Kamar Roof uh, and then a superb nutmeg on Dunderheed Scott Brown in his very last old firm game, followed by a thunderbolt finish from Alfredo Morelos and a, and a brilliant fourth from Jermaine Defoe. It really could have been more that day and I really was hoping that it was going to be more. I think most of us, in fact every one of us, would have been thinking that as well. And maybe, just maybe, this is the game we need for Ryan Kent to G himself up into a performance and get this season back on track for him specifically. He's he's not been playing so great and, and the manager even called it out, or, or not, maybe not called it out, but certainly responded to a question during the press conferences last week to say he'll get all the support he needs, you know, from, from the coaching and the management staff and and the fans as well. We know he hates them as much as we do. So I'm really hoping that with a full-packed Ibrox that he gets out there, gets on the ball, plays some football, makes a meaningful contribution and gets himself back on track, as I say. Maybe, maybe not. I guess time will tell, but really looking forward to both of these games this week. On to RTV for this week. We did have some challenges on the weekend there, specifically with Toronto number one, Coburg, Orange County and the Hamilton Ibrox Exiles with either the login process or with some, some buffering during the game on Sunday. 
And we were engaged early by by all of the clubs, which was great. And we managed to get onto RTV straight away and have the issues troubleshot near real time, which is which is great. And as far as I know, we managed to get everyone sorted. Or certainly, we, we, we got them up and running, at least able to watch the games. And if that isn't the case for any of these clubs or any other clubs that experienced any challenges yesterday, please do let us know. And we'll continue the investigations to ensure that we don't experience any further challenges leading up to this week's crucial games and again to this very point another quick reminder for all NARSA clubs if you are experiencing issues with the games please contact us immediately and and we'll do what we can to help including escalating to RTV which is as I mentioned what we did yesterday and if you I know I keep saying this every week but if you wait and let us know after the fact the opportunity for us to help are more limited and the possibility of determining the technical challenges and the root causes associated with them that exist are also very difficult to try and pinpoint after the fact as well. Your broadcast RTV director Alan McWatt also distributed the RTV season survey this past Friday asking the various questions that will help us as a as an ARSA executive understand the current situation with each and every club within the NARSA family, what your anticipated game fees for the season will be and why whether you need any RTV vouchers for any any individual members that, that can't quite make it to the games and a bit of an open forum, basically the last question, to provide any other ancillary information that you need us to know for our dealings with RTV. And the deadline for completion of the survey is end of day on your time zone, Monday, August the 30th, so a week from today, which which then we will we'll send another reminder out and um, but what we the reason we chose the week on Monday or the 30th we sent it out on the 20th was that you would have three games to be able to get together and discuss and respond to the questions and after the close I'm hopeful that we don't have too many folks or too many clubs to chase but invariably there are always a handful of clubs who just don't bother responding for for some reason, this doesn't give us an opportunity to figure out the current status of your clubs, which compounds our inability to truly understand and be in a position to help. So please, if you are listening to this and you're not involved with your committee on your club, please contact the committee on the club and have them, you know, fill in the survey and, and send the information back to us so that we can do what we can to help. So all that to say, try and not be that club, the club that doesn't respond. Yes, I'm talking to you. I wonder if anybody's getting kind of paranoid right now. <laughs> At the time of recording, right now, we have six clubs who have completed, so we still have a fair number, 20 plus, to go. So please get the survey done. If you can't complete it for any reason, please do get in touch with Alan directly and we can figure out another way to do it for you. It's very easy. As I mentioned before in previous pods, we decided to go for Google Forms this time and you simply click the link on the email and then just get, I think, I think there's six questions. Very, very easy. And you just give us the information that we need and you need to be able to let us know and then we'll move forward from there. For shout-outs for this week, I wanted to commend the club, actually, on their very swift response to the very unsavoury and racist singing on the supporters bus. I think the supporters bus was from East Kilbride, I think. Not 100% sure. On their way to or from yesterday's game in, in Dingwall. I'm not 100% sure in, in what direction they were going. But the club banned uh, each of the, the perpetrators. I think it was promoted on Snapchat and then just went everywhere. It kind of went viral, so to speak, after that. And the club banned them for life and put some restrictive sanctions on the supporters club as well, saying that they will not be able to access tickets 
uh, for the next wee while. It was it was a wee bit undetermined as to how long that would be. And I think it's a, a great gesture from the club and, and an effort to show how seriously they, they are continuing to take the Everyone Anyone campaign. And to be totally honest, I was a bit surprised at the club's actions and, and stance on this one. Pleasantly surprised, I, I may add. I wasn't sure if they would just come out with a communication along the lines of we can't be held responsible for what happens outside of the stadium or, or something like that. But overall, I think it's amazing work by the club and well done to everyone involved for, for making that so swift and, and getting that going there. And secondly, a little bit of a selfish one here. I did want to pass on my personal thanks and congratulations to the newly elected committee of the Rangers Supporters Club of Calgary, which is my home club who were voted in at yesterday morning's AGM. Thanks to our Vice President, Alec Liddell, our Secretary, Debbie Carey, our Treasurer, Andy Carey, and last but most definitely not least, uh, very hungover, Graham Hammy Hamilton, who didn't even make it along to the meeting after a dinner party on Saturday night. I will continue for another year as President and I'm very proud and, and happy to do so again. So great work to everyone there and thanks to everyone who made the effort to show up to the AGM and provide the valuable input that you did. For our convention update for this week, the main update is that we have agreed the addendum to the addendum update to the contract for additional hotel rooms and we are just now waiting on the contract being sent over for my electronic signature and we get that through. I, I kind of would have thought I would have got it by now, to, to be honest, but I do expect it will be in my inbox very shortly, you know, if not tonight, maybe tomorrow or something. If not, I'll chase up the hotel. And once we have it signed and they open the system back up, we will communicate through a regular channel so that anyone who needs rooms will be able to access them. And I did mention last week that we were planning to meet with the Las Vegas Loyal Local Organising Committee, specifically Drew White and Jimmy Denning. And that was supposed to be last Thursday to get a bit of a status update on the items that they manage, which is the, the golf and the football and the Friday excursion and the leaving do and, and the like. And we had to change that meeting uh, time frame uh, one, one more time. And it's now supposed to be tomorrow. And, that, and that's Tuesday at, what's that, 6pm my time. 5pm Nevada time so hopefully we can get on a call with them then and I hope we'll be in a position to to launch the Facebook event page and get going on the various events for booking very very soon. I did mention last week too that at this stage we aren't technically behind on these items but being a little bit of a professional warrior I am concerned that we're we're not maintaining momentum and putting things out for, for booking, so we'll certainly be uh, seeing what the club needs from us to be able to help and make that happen. So hopefully tomorrow we'll get us a wee bit more certainty on what we can expect in the near term. So And again, more, more to follow on that next week once we have a chance to meet with Jimmy and Drew. Looking forward to chatting with the guys again. Another regular plug here for the Frequently Asked Questions document that we have on the website. Go take a peek if there's any questions you have about the convention. I'm sure the answer will be there. On to other business, I did have a chance to chat with our new marketing and sponsorship director, Lorraine Spence from London, the London Ontario Ranger Supporters Club, this past week on her thoughts and hopes for the, the marketing and sponsorship portfolio. And we bounced around some ideas that Lorraine will do a wee bit more investigation around. And I, I have to admit, that's that's kind of the fun stuff to, to talk about. So I'm looking forward to seeing where we go with, with this and, and see what Lorraine comes up with. And just a wee reminder... Of, of what I have mentioned over the last couple of pods, I believe. Now, there is an opportunity to have this uh, very podcast sponsored as well, if that's something that you think you would be interested in. It would be a lot more affordable than you may think, so by all means, please get in touch 
with Lorraine directly or with me directly at rangersscc at hotmail.com. That's two S's and two C's and then let us know what you think. And, and one other thing that we did bash around just on the weekend actually was trying to see if we could organise a, a kind of formal 50-50 draw and perhaps coincide it with this weekend's old firm game if possible. We're, we're just going through all the, leg- the legalities part of it right now, so time might actually go against us for this week, but it is something I would love to, to try and do and, and get some fundraising like this and engage the clubs and, and the, the individual club members as well. And I'm not sure if there's a great appetite for this, but it's certainly worth a try to see if it's something that we could do every now and again just to as I say, to get a little bit more of the camaraderie and community going. It would be great to have another revenue stream for NARSA, quite honestly, so that we could fund other initiatives for our membership, for example, some benevolence uh, funding or support that we could provide or free games or free memberships or something like that. You know, all the money we, we raise is going back into the NARSA community so the more we can raise the more we can we can put back in to that as well so stay tuned on that one and we will have Andy and it primed up from a social media perspective if we manage to get going on it this week we're just looking as I say at the legalities and and what the the rules would be we're trying to make it online to make it a little bit easier for us to administer and for people of course to buy the tickets as well so if we get that going you can check out our social media we'll certainly send out some emails about it and maybe Chris might pop something on to our website as well not 100% sure as I said we might run out of time for this week and, and maybe we'll just pick it back up again after the international break and see but that doesn't mean it will be redundant just because we can coincide it with the Celtic game. We'll, we'll just see how it goes. But yeah, kind of fun. Yeah, something a bit different as well. I know I've said this for a wee while from a, a an interview perspective, but I am still very hopeful of getting a chance to sit down and write down some questions for Rangers' very own communications director, David Graham, to get him on for a quick chat and just talk about his journey to date. I'm going to keep it there just to guilt myself into actually doing something about it when I get around to doing that. So I hope maybe we could try and get that done. I don't think it'll be this week, to be honest, but maybe we could do it for the international week break and he might have a wee bit more time as well, not travelling all over the place or that sort of thing. Some things I wanted to mention on the communications front from this past week. Firstly, you might have heard that Rangers have decided to give no ticket allocation for Celtic fans for this coming weekend. There was no official comment from the club on that, but my understanding is that that Celtic essentially refused to guarantee Rangers you know, a reciprocal allocation for our next visit to their midden, which prompted Rangers to make the decision to remove their, their ticket allocation, which they can do right now legally due to the, the current red zone situation with fans returning to Stadia. And stadiums, you know, and post COVID. So another solid and swift move by the club, and another reminder that the club leadership know the rules and play within the rules, and and won't be trifled with any more subtle and impactful. I think is the best way that I would describe it. <clears throat> I personally remember attending an Old Firm game years and years and years ago that didn't have any Celtic fans there, and I have to admit the atmosphere was was <laughs> was kind of weird, especially when when they scored. I, th- I think the game ended up one one and. John Collins scored a free kick, and I can't remember who scored their goal. And, you know, part for me, from, from an old firm perspective, oh, there's, there's that word again, part uh, of the excitement of it is, is, you know, seeing the other fans and hopefully seeing them suffering as, as we, you know, take command of the game and, and they look kind of stupid, all dolled up and all that kind of thing. 
I, I just like the other fans being there, just an opportunity for a wee bit more dynamic. But, you know, it won't be there on Sunday, so that's the, the way it is. So to avoid any hassle or any potential potential negativity around the, the fan base and, and the way the team is playing or anything like that, we just have to score four or five very early goals and all will be right in the world for everyone in attendance and everyone watching across the globe as well, of course. Secondly, the club issued the following statement just earlier today actually you can see it on the website in response to the court's ruling that parks of hamilton have the right to be part of this bizarre arbitration process that the spfl have pushed for to try to protect their sponsorship deal with the online used car retailer cinch and i'm just going to read it out here today's court ruling once again this is on the rangers website today's court ruling once again underlines ongoing concerns regarding the corporate governance and leadership of the SPFL. These concerns are shared by many of the SPL's member clubs. We have complied with the SPFL's own rules, but today's court hearing was one that could easily have been avoided if those responsible had adopted a more consensual and less confrontational approach. The executive of the SPFL required to carry out effective due diligence before entering into its contract with the new league sponsor. Instead, an inadequate and antagonistic approach appears to have been adopted, one that is hard to imagine is in the best interests of the SPFL member clubs. I just don't, I just don't get this, this organisation. In what industry in the world does the governing body of that industry get to take a constituent organisation, in this occasion us, Rangers Football Club, to court for following their process, for following their rules? Theirs, not ours, theirs. It's just astounding. An astounding stance by the, the SPFL and, and just another embarrassment for the, the hierarchy that they have over there right now. They just can't seem to get out of their own way at times for some reason. So this one's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out over the next little while and then we'll certainly bring you that detail as it unfolds. But yeah, a bit of a, a, bit of a shame. We do still have to organise our NARSA giveaway for the two tickets for the special manager's dinner on March 3rd or 4th next year in Glasgow. And we have pretty much locked in what we're going to be doing from a competition perspective. There's going to be a trivia question and then the usual requirement to to like and follow the, the various organisations, you know, NARSA and, and uh, Five Stars, that would be, at that particular time. So we will get going on that fairly quick. I think we're just about there now with the question and, and we'll get that out there hopefully this week and give people a wee bit of something to look forward to as we go. So that's going to do it for this week, my friends. A wee bit of a shorter one for a change. It's nice to mix it up every now and again, as always. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to listen and please do share it with whomever you think might enjoy it. And until next week, here's hoping for two very solid victories and take care of yourself. All the very best. Cheerio.